0: Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. It's another episode of the No More Mondays podcast, and I am super excited you decided to join us for this episode, Life Beyond Should. Today's guest is all about bold moves. You're about to meet Vicki Moore, and she and I have a few things in common, and one of those is reinvention. Vicki has taken risks and made big changes in her life, and like me, she's recreated, rebranded, and reinvented herself multiple times. After getting her MBA, Vicki spent eight years in the corporate world where she managed large-scale training and marketing projects, and then she took a big leap of faith and started her own business. That business grew from a one-moment show into a team that delivered online events across the U.S. for 10 years. However, Europe called. In 2014, Vicky handed over the keys to a successful business, loaded up three suitcases, and moved abroad. And now, in what I'm going to call Vicki number four, she's building a new business focused on helping people do exactly what she found the courage to do herself, and that is make a bold move. Here to talk about her budding new venture, the new book out on shelves, and to share some perspectives on taking risks and designing the life you've always wanted, let's welcome to the show, Vicki Moore. Hi, Angie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I'm excited to talk a little bit more about your journey to today because admittedly, Vicki and I have gotten to know each other pretty well over the last month or two because we're working together to kind of build and launch this new venture of hers. And so what's funny about today's conversation is I don't know a lot of that kind of deep history in the career path that has landed her in Europe on this like second or third entrepreneurial Uh, adventure. So kind of let's dig in, uh, talk about the new business. Let's introduce it to the world. Give us the details on what you're up to now.
1: Okay, yeah. So the new business, which I've dubbed more to life coaching is really the result of my journey. And what I heard from people all along all of those big reinventions that you mentioned along the way, I basically completely reinvented my life once per decade. Every time I did it, at the beginning of what I was the change I was making, I constantly heard, you're crazy. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. You'll never succeed. Why are you doing that? And then once I did it, on the backside of the change, I heard, oh, that's so brave. I wish I could do that. I've always wanted to, but. And I started hearing this pattern so many times that I was like, well, you know, the people that tell me I wish I could, of course you can. And I mean, that was what this series of experiences I had is what spawned the idea for the coaching business, because I really just feel like, you know, people should realize that it's possible. These big, bold goals that they have are really possible to
0: achieve, and they're not as daunting as they seem. We talk a lot about networking on this show, so I'm going to give you the power of networking. Earlier on this season, you heard guest Lynn Yap who is how Vicky and I got connected about being a podcast guest, at which point we learned, holy cow, we need to work together in a way bigger way. And one of the reasons that was the case is that Vicky and I share that perspective on like, we're really accepting of mediocrity. In the, especially in, in the United States. And we kind of just take the box that we're we're put in um, and whatever that like traditional, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what society expects you to do. And,
1: you know, in a way we trick ourselves into believing that it's not possible. And the more we buy into all of the things around us telling us it's not possible, the more we convince ourselves. And at some point we've stopped ourselves from achieving our goal before we've even started. And, and that's really with the book and, and also with, with the coaching business, that's
0: really the perspective that I want to help people change. I would love for you, for you to paint us a little bit more of the picture of the background that got you here. So obviously the really big move across the pond is inspiration for this, this work to help others kind of consider whether or not a big life change like this is possible. Um, but I know everyone would love to know how you actually did it and how you actually got the courage to do it and how your, your path kind of led you there.
1: Sure, sure. I'll tell you a little bit about that because it actually started with the move from the East Coast of the US in Virginia to California. That was my first big dream was to live on the coast. I always, from the time I was a child, I always dreamed on living of living on the California coast. And then finally, after I graduated from college, why don't I look for jobs where I want to live? And I actually started looking for work where I knew I wanted to be rather than looking for work where I already was. And that was really the first big step. It wasn't an all at once thing. I think people see big changes like this and they think one day you wake up and just change your life, you know, but it wasn't like that. It was something that I had thought about for years and something I had been talking about for a while. And you mentioned the power of networking. I had been, talking to people about what it was like to move across the country and you know how to get a job and how to network. And Europe was my next big dream. It's like, oh, I've always wanted to live in Europe. It seems so exciting. I'd love to travel. How do I get there? But the selling everything and packing three suitcases and getting on the airplane was what the, the big courageous step that came at the end of 18 months of... Research and exploration and talking to people and trying it out. I mean, that's one thing that I would really recommend to people in this particular case in the move to Europe. I started house sitting for people in other countries and I stayed for a few weeks and took care of a house in France. And then I took care of a house in Spain and then I stayed in Canada for a week or two. And just the experience of being in a different country and seeing what life was like. I met people that had done what I wanted to do. And that made me believe it was possible.
0: So I think the message there is that it's, it's like, it's almost like there were baby steps in there. Uh, and then, and then the intention, the research, it's not like you just jumped off the, the cliff with no, no parachute. Maybe, you know, it's a loose, it's a loose safety net. So you're going to bounce a little bit, but it was an informed process. And I think process is the important word there.
1: Yes. Yes. It it was definitely an informed process. There were safety nets. Like you said, it was a loose safety net. I mean, but you know, in the case of the move to Europe and, and even the move cross country to California, you know, I looked at the worst case scenario. Okay. What happens if I'm wrong? And in both instances, the worst case scenario was, well, I guess I'll go back home and, you know, call my network and get a job. So the worst case scenario was survivable.
0: You So it's like, it's almost like, when you make a big change, the next big, the next bigger change has like almost a, a little lower intimidation factor because you've kind of bitten the bullet and done it once. But we're so good at telling ourselves why not instead of asking what if.
1: Mm-hmm. Very, very true. And I think that question, the what if question is so important to, to make sure to ask the question over and over again long enough to get past all of the conditioning that we've that we've absorbed because you start off with the what if and most people start off with the negative what if I can't find a job what if I can't find a place to live what if I can't learn the language what if I can't you know you start with all those things but you have to push past those things consider those but then push past those long enough to go well what if it worked? What if I actually get to, you know, change careers or live in this place I've always dreamed of? And what types of information and things do I need to think about to make those what if it's possible scenarios more likely than the what if I fail scenarios. And I think people get too caught up in the what if I fail scenarios and forget to look at the other ones.
0: I'm a big fan of the worst case scenario as your, as your kind of check, your, your check in balance, because usually if you outline the realistic worst case scenario, it's ne- not nearly mm-hmm. as terrible as what we kind of grow in our heads. So I'm going to actually, actually ask you to be a little vulnerable and tell us what was a failure in all of these processes, like a failure in a good way, something that was like a mistake or a misstep or a learning experience that actually turned out to be a blessing. So give us some more wisdom and, and kind of a personal anecdote to that.
1: Well, I mean, actually, I'm I'm still it, you could say that I'm still actually living in the midst of one of my biggest failures, because when I moved to Europe, my dream of moving to Europe, Spain was the target. I was I was aiming for Spain. I had friends and a place to live and everything in Spain. I'm currently living in Germany. So I've I've missed my target by a few countries. Uh, and a lot of people would consider that a failure. <laughs> but, um, but it was a, it was a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways because I got to live in a place that, uh, that I hadn't even really considered. And the opportunities that I found here and the people I've met and the way my career has changed direction has really had a lot to do with being here in Germany versus what I had expected to experience um, when I thought that I was moving to Spain, that quote unquote failure was basically a series of opportunities that I chose to embrace rather than like hold on to, no, it has to be exactly this way. And I think that's a really important point. When you have a big goal like this, it's it's important to stay focused on the the rationale behind the goal, like what, what values and what experiences do you want to have versus I need it to look exactly this way. And my goal was to be in Europe, to be able to travel and learn languages and experience the culture. And if I'd held on to no, it has to be this city in Spain, and it can't be anything else, then I wouldn't be here right now.
0: There's a parallel that I talk about when we when we're creating kind of a career plan of people can be really tunnel visioned um, and then you end up missing a really great open door that pre- presents itself along along the way through that tunnel. And, and, and so it's very easy to kind of over idealize the vision that you have for a goal, just like you can build up the failure to be something it's not. You could also build up the success to be something it may not be. And therefore, you kind of give up or think you failed when you're just succeeding in a way that it you didn't necessarily envision. So you have like those core goals and you and you always can back check to make sure that you're meeting them. It just may not in be in that exact picture you drew for yourself. I wanted to talk more about the book. So the book is called Life Beyond Should. What inspired you to kind of put that comp- compilation together and go put these stories out there? Well, it's
1: funny because it was a two-part process. So I guess, again, they, it comes back to the point that like, you know, achieving these big goals is never the like, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and do this thing. When I was leaving California to move to Europe, uh, I got a lot of advice about what I should do. And most of it involved not moving to Europe. (laughs) And so. (laughs) Of course it did. (laughs) So, so I, um, I actually came up with the title of the book then because my vision of what my life would be like in Europe was my life beyond all the shoulds that people can, you shouldn't give up a successful business. You shouldn't give up a stable career. You shouldn't give up this beautiful life you have on the coast of California. I mean, and so I actually wrote down the title of the book as I was moving. I was exploring a lot of different ways to uh, build my skills. I wanted to build my storytelling skills as part of the work that I was doing. And I was talking to people about building storytelling skills. And I reached out to someone on LinkedIn that I knew from my university. And she said, Oh, she said, well, I have to tell you about this, uh, about this experience I had. I'm publishing a book and you should really reach out to this publisher that helps people publish books. And so it was all just through random conversations, basically, that I got inspired to take these ideas that I'd been gathering over five years and then do the interviews to back them up and put them into a book. Uh, And it was, it was a great experience. I have to say it was a fabulous experience.
0: Just a couple of days ago, I was talking to somebody and a book came up that is um, I think it's the five regrets of the dying, Mm -hmm. which was actually a similar kind of like interview, like market research kind of book. And the number one regret that's listed is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me. Mm. And I feel like that, like looking at the scenario realistically and thinking about the worst case scenario, but also thinking about the fact that in 10 years, am I going to regret trying to move to Europe or am I going to regret trying not to move across the country or not? Am I going to say I wish I had changed jobs?
1: And you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to draw out because you mentioned that doing one thing, like taking action towards one goal sort of, prepares you and builds the confidence and courage then to achieve the next goal. That is that is something that they've actually scientifically proven, that you can expand your comfort zone, so to speak. And so each time you do something that seems a little bit you know, daunting or takes a little bit of courage, then the next time you get ready to go after a goal, you you have more ability to do that because you've sort of trained your brain to think, yes, I can do this. This is possible. And I thought that was a really interesting concept. That was something I learned in the research I was doing. And I was like, Oh, okay. So your comfort zone is not a fixed place. You can actually grow the space that your comfort zone takes up and it can become bigger and bigger and encompass more things.
0: It's kind of like training wheels. You don't just hop on a bike and go, Ride 20 miles, you, well, now you might have a strider first. Um, and (laughs) which makes it easier, but there's some sort of learning curve to get over. And then it makes each kind of next step less and less intimidating.
1: Uh, one of the research studies had specifically to do with the word should and how we hold ourselves back by, by using the word should in our vocabulary. So if you say, I am fit and healthy then you're more likely to act in a way that supports being fit and healthy. Whereas if you say, I should be fit and healthy, you've created this, like you've, you've set yourself up to fail because already you've, you've set what you want to be apart from what you are. You created a gap between you and what you should be versus just thinking the growth mindset, I am moving in this direction that I want to go in.
0: Let's, let's bring this back to kind of the, you know, the goal of No More Mondays and inspiring confident professionals and helping people have a more enjoyable life and career. What's a piece of advice that you have to people to kind of, let's say, put the training wheels on and at least get, get moving?
1: Well, I mean, you just said it, actually, the the advice is to do something that scares you in a little way, take some small action. So whether it's, Reach out to that person in your network, make a phone call, send an email, do a little bit of research, do a trial run, take small actions until you're comfortable taking bigger actions. That's really the, that's really my advice. And it goes back to that growth mindset. Biggest piece of advice (laughs) is, is continually think if something scares you, do it.
0: So let's learn a little bit more about Vicki, the expat. And I mean, you've got you've you've gotten to experience a lot of cool things by reinventing yourself every decade. So how is that? How has that formed who you are as a person and your interests? What are you doing when you're not building more to life and helping people make big changes? What rounds you out as a person?
1: Oh wow, that's um that's a tough question. I mean, travel is certainly a big part of my life, and I love learning and exploring and meeting meeting people and learning about places in an authentic way. So not traveling like a tourist, but traveling like a local. and And up until the past couple of years, that's what I was doing is um, going to tiny little places that aren't in any travel book anywhere. One thing that keeps me grounded uh, is what I call moving meditation. Uh, This is a really big part of of what I do every day is to do something that gets me away from the desk and the devices and the, whether it's building the business or writing the book or whatever, just to get out and move in, you know, hiking, walking, bicycling um, because I think that space is really important. I think it's important for everybody to do in a way that gives your brain a break from the to-do list.
0: Great time to start the game of rapid fire and get to know even a little bit more about you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Uh, When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, We've actually talked about several books through this episode, but let's do one more. Other than Life Beyond Should, give us a great book recommendation.
1: I like Deep Work by Cal Newport because he he Mm -hmm. talks a lot about how to get to those moments of clarity where you're not distracted by the to-do list and all the things that we've got going on in our daily lives and how to get to those moments where... You give yourself the space to focus on what makes you happy or what's really important to you for your work or your career. Um, I really like the advice he's got in there.
0: Give us a great 80s band. Oh my goodness. I don't
1: even know. All my decades run together anymore. I can't. <laughs> I, I
0: really should. I, I, 80s, 90s, 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s at this point are actually all considered classic rock. So
1: just pick a band. Oh, just just pick a band. Classic rock. Um, oh, that's so hard. Um, wow. The one that's coming to mind is ABBA. And I don't even know what decade that's in. So,
0: Oh, now you're going to make me want to go watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Vicky. <laughs> Favorite candy? Oh, well, you know, I don't eat
1: candy, but if when, when I did, my favorite is dark chocolate. What was your favorite childhood TV show? So I'm going to go way back and I'm going to say Sesame Street.
0: We're going to change it up for this rapid fire question. I love food questions because I'm always hungry. But knowing that candy is not part of the diet, we're going omit to the, omit the ice cream question and ask you what your kind of like guilty or food vice is.
1: Uh, the one thing that I can't seem to shake is my coffee addiction. (laughs) I I love coffee and it's really good here. So that doesn't help at all.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. And you know, let's just admit that being an entrepreneur is really just not possible without coffee. (laughs) Very true. Because it's a show about Mondays. What is the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday?
1: Two words. Wait, I'll go. I'll pick one.
0: Optimistic. What's the other one too you got to tell us both uh, opportunity they have a they have a correlation tell us why
1: because for me Mondays are sort of the the chance the opportunity to create something new every week you've had the space over the weekend hopefully to sort of regenerate and recharge and at least for me Sunday afternoon is a chance to think about what I want to create in the week. And so Monday mornings have a lot of energy for me because now
0: I'm like ready to tackle, you know, the big goals. And as we kind of bring this awesome conversation to a close, I feel like you and I could talk about kind of like life philosophy <laughs> and and how to like break down fears and make changes all day long. It's it's super fun. So uh, let everybody know where they can where they can find you. Where can they find the book? How do how does everybody follow your continuing journey?
1: Okay, so the book is easy. You can find both me and the book at lifebeyondshould.com. Uh, the book is on Amazon as well. Uh, and uh, then for me uh, directly, you can get me at Vicky at moretolife.net. Uh, more with two O's, M O O R E. Two O's. Yeah. Uh, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Vmore09 on LinkedIn, if you want to connect with
0: me there. And she and I are connected there so you can find her and we'll link everything in the show notes. And when your last name is Moore and you want to coach people to living big life dreams, how can you not make the name of your business more to life? I love it. There's so many good, like small, actionable tidbits through this whole conversation of just how we can help people kind of step towards those dreams or even just begin exploring them. But let's give everybody one last piece of advice. What is your, your best recommendation, that pearl of wisdom on what listeners can do to get a step closer to a more enjoyable life and career? Talk to people that have
1: done it rather than people that haven't done it.
0: Oh, wow. I wish you all could see my, my face right now. That's amazing because it's so easy to find the people who haven't done it. And that is can therefore just become the voices that you hear intentionally seek out the people who have and get that perspective. That's that so was good. what
1: that was what changed it for me was was talking to the people that had people that had done it successfully and hearing their stories and also realizing that they weren't that different from me if they can do it then maybe I could too so yeah seek out those people
0: Vicki, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being part of the show and officially joining the No More Mondays movement. We always love hearing from people who are enjoying what they do for work, living the life that they have intentionally decided to design for themselves. She's a great example, you guys. Definitely follow her journey, check out More to Life uh, coaching and take a chance, take one tiny step towards that big change that you've always dreamed of. Vicki, thank you so much for being part of the show.
1: Thank you so much, Angie. It was great to be here.
0: Awesome. For those of you out there listening, I would love for you to subscribe to the No More Mondays podcast wherever you get your shows. Please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with amazing stories like Vicky's. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or drop a guest suggestion, visit us online at NoMoreMondays.info. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays, new episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Careerbenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer, Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S is in sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.